I have in me the ability to make you a better you. So if you work hard, focus, stay on point, you can do anything. Trust me. We made this track to tell everybody they can follow their dreams. The human voice has always connected audiences with experiences. Major brands all across America have trusted Kevers Voice time and time again. Conversational, powerhouse, intelligent, and sincere. That's the voice you need for your creative marketing process. K-E-A-V-E-R-S-V-O-I-C-E dot com. Kevers Voice, Kevers Voice, KeversVoice.com. Always on, all the time. When we invest in ourselves, our glow, our vision, our vibe, we all shine. Together, we are black beyond measure. Remember the revival? Relive the remix. Reunite for the Orange Blossom Classic. HBCU reunion experience. It's year three, baby, and we back with that fire. Calling all HBCU fans. Labor Day weekend. The I Love. Jackson State University takes on the Venomous. Florida A&M University. Tickets are on sale now. Watch the game in premium style seating or watch it from a luxury suite. And of course, you know the halftime show is going to be epic right here in the 305. The sonic boom of the South and the illustrious Marching 100. Who you rocking with? The 2023 Orange Blossom Classic. Don't miss the HBCU reunion experience. Labor Day weekend, Miami Gardens, Florida, Hard Rock Stadium. Trust me, we'll see you there. Oh, oh, oh. Check out orangeblossomclassic.com for tickets and info. Strike Zone, Brian Fulford, Kelvin Rozier, Marcus Green. Marcus, how you doing? Kelvin, how we doing tonight? <laughs> doing good. Doing... Oh, I see me and Kelvin up. Brothers from the same mother. We got on rocking the hats. Oh, I, I thought I thought you were talking about the way y'all y'all y'all, y'all ran up on stage right as the curtain was. Ain't got no money. I don't need candy. Curtains going up, and the producers, producers in the background saying, "Play another, play another intro song, play another warm up song." I promise they'll be here. Play I got song. you, man. I, I got you, man. How y'all brothers doing, man? We going well, man. Feeling good, man. Good to be with y'all brothers again. As always, as always. Uh, well, well said. Love the enthusiasm, uh, Kelvin. Uh, good, good to see you guys back again. It's another uh, episode here. We're we're coming up at the uh, end of June, final days of June, sixty-seven days until kickoff of the Orange Blossom Classic. 
uh, between our beloved Florida A&M Rattlers and uh, those guys from Jackson, Mississippi. And, uh, you know, that that's, that's all we, you know, it, it, something will come to pass and, and that it, it'll finally all come to a, we, we, it'll come to an end and we can just go ahead and get the season going. So all the hopes and dreams, they begin and end at the beginning of <laughs> the beginning of the season in that, in that messed up. But I mean, hell, that's, that's, a, that's the life of a, of a power football program, right? Of a rattler. Yeah. I mean, that's, we, we don't dug and hide. We don't, we don't, we don't complain. We, we take out, when we get our licks, we take our licks and keep it moving on to the next one. But we finna give some licks this year. Yeah. It, it reminds me of some of those days when we used to, uh, I think a couple of those championship seasons, we opened the season against Hampton uh, and uh, Hampton, Hampton rolled in with, uh, with, with coach Taylor and some really strong classes, real good, strong teams. And I mean, look, you got to play them eventually. So it, it's, it's good to go ahead and, and play, play, play a good team off the bat. I, I say, I mean, and especially with, with this, with this squad. We're a good team. Shit. Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah. we're a good team, man. So, yeah, you know, that's how yeah. we – I mean, that's how the OBC started, really. Think about it. The OBC started with FAMU at the end of the season playing all with whoever was the best team across the nation in the HBCU land. So we've always been that team. We are that guy. Him. We yeah, are him. him. <laughs> that's what the kids say that's what the kids say these days uh, I want to thank you guys for watching us wherever you are watching us on Facebook at uh, ONG Strike Zone you can also be watching us on the Black College Sports Network Facebook page if you're watching us on YouTube the Jericho Broadcast Network's YouTube page we say thank you and encourage you to go and hit that thumbs up button already and make sure you are subscribed to the Jericho Broadcast Network's YouTube page the JBN is a parent or is the parent company of the Black College Sports Network, which we are a part of. And we're coming down on the end of year number two doing this thing. And so, um, you know, we're not going to quite do the the uh, reflections and the retrospects yet because, I mean, obviously year two had been a lot of highs and lows for us on this show. But um, we're going to keep the we're going to keep the the beat the beat high, the energy high today, because I think we got some, we got a good guest coming on at the bottom of hour one. And I know uh, she brings the energy. She, she brings energy, great vocals, pretty smile. Uh, so, I mean, you know, she's going to, you know, she's going to come with it at the bottom of hour one. That's Mustache Gordon coming up uh, at the bottom of hour one. And then we're going to get into releasing, or we're going to share the winners of the first well, hold on. I got to say this correctly. Am I saying this correctly? Because I know people get up. Is it? Is it? Am I saying it right? The inaugural, not the first annual, the inaugural mm-hmm. ONG Awards. Because, you know, you, if you say the first annual, really what <laughs> you should be saying is the inaugural. Yeah, exactly. I had to catch myself. You I had to it. catch myself. I've been on Twitter too long. So, yes, it's the, <laughs> the inaugural ONG Awards. Uh, thank you to everybody who spent some time voting. Um, great feedback. Great, uh, great participation uh, by by our listeners. Uh, you know, and, and I think uh, I, I, I was uh, when you guys saw the results. I was a little surprised 
not not entirely, but a, a little surprised at some of the selections. I know some of the categories were hard, so it'd be interesting to kind of see it. We'll, so at the at the top of hour two, we'll go through some of those uh, winners, and uh, we'll uh, we'll recognize uh, the 22-23 athletic season. Let's go through and give some shout outs to the folks who are jumping in early. Jumping in first in YouTube chat. Well, before we even hit go live, Kenneth Rozier was already in. That means he's a subscriber. But he was already ready to jump in there. So shout out to you, Kenneth. Um, appreciate you jumping in. You got in there. Uh, what about the, the belt book of the board? <laughs> we don't do that on the fly. But I don't. Come on now. Do we, do we even really need to. We really, that one should just be emeritus right now is who gets that award. But anyway, we'll let we'll let y'all come up with some with some thoughts on who gets with the award. We didn't put that in the uh in the vote, but uh you know we, we appreciate the uh jumping in there. J Mac jumps in, uh Amber T always coming in, Mary three oh five always one of the first ones coming in. Uh Meredith, hey family coming in. Let's see. Uh, J-Mac also. Yep. Good to see you there. Melissa Wilson. Uh Duh. All right. Coming in. Good to see you, family. Uh, B. Starks is in the the building. Uh, uh, M. Mac Webb. That's a a new person. Appreciate you coming in. Checking us out. Joining us. First one on Facebook, of course, is Chuck Hunt from Hunt. What's up, Chuck? What's up, Chuck? what, what is this thing about uh, the JSU fans really say? What? What is this all about? I haven't seen that. Matt, they, they wilding out there. To, yeah, I'm about to join the chat on the, um, on YouTube just to understand what that's about. Oh, man. These, these guys. These well, guys. I'm not chatting. You know, I'm not. Well, I'm I mean, JSU, JSU fans, though. No, 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 no. I'm, a chat. I'm talking about this chat, not that, that chat. I agree with you, <laughs> Keith. <laughs> It's, it's too early. We're not going to call out for any scores. No score predictions right now. We want to hold that. Keep that in your pocket. Because if you put that out there too early, you know, all Jackson State fans are going to do is just run out and throw scoreboard 59-7. So we just need to hold that until it's actually time. All right. Uh, Chaka Perkins. Hello. Uh-huh. Hi. Okay. Checking in on Facebook. Good to see you. Good to see you. And, uh, don't Meredith says she heard that same thing too. So I I, I don't know where that's coming from. It, it is sad if it's out there running around. So HBCU band talk. What's up? How you doing? Good to see you. What's happening? My boy. My boy. It's been a minute. Duh, duh, what duh, up? Duh. Been a minute. It's duh, been a minute. Duh, it's deep today. I, I, <laughs> I'm telling you what, y'all must have got the memo today. So Karen Griffin checking in from SoCal. Okay. Karen, are you on vacation or what? I mean, just checking in or what? I mean, that's that's nice out there in in uh, SoCal. Okay, Doctor Lori. Yeah, Doctor Lori checking in. What's good up, Doc? Doc, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to and see our, you. Our, our resident uh, super fan with the the Rattler Cave. Uh, yeah, did, I, did I miss over Kenya? I, I don't know how yep. to miss over Kenya. Did I miss over? Where, oh, my bad, Kenya. My bad. I didn't give you love. My bad. Sorry about that. Didn't see you. Mm-hmm. Didn't see you jump in there. And hopefully, come this fall, we'll have an addition to the to the Rattler Cave. 
Oh yeah. Well, yeah, she knows what I'm talking about. Y'all know what oh. I'm talking about too, but we gotta wait till the debuts. Oh, okay, okay, all right, y'all, y'all talking, okay, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Karen, Karen's from. Okay, I didn't know you were from Cali, Karen. Okay, all right. Well, hey, um, so you know, as we come down to the the news in terms of FAMU athletics is thin, to say the least, but. We always in the news. So I'm just reading right here off the website as I was pumping on pumping uh, real early here for or from the uh, FAMU Athletics website, which uh, so just in case you haven't seen, we'll go ahead and we'll go ahead and pop this up here so everybody can can see right off the bat. Uh, so for the 22-23 Directors Cup, the final standings for the A&M comes in first. In the slack. Now, this is from uh, Learfield. Uh, Learfield is the uh, company that does uh, hmm. uh, a lot of the uh, manufacturing, correct, uh, Kelvin? Uh, the, the, I think Learfield. The marketing. They, um, yeah, CLC. Yeah, they, they CLC, bit, right, right. Yeah. 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 They tie with the marketing and branding. All right, fam, you kept off one of their best athletic years since Learfield Sports Director Cup was adopted in 93-94, finishing with 75 total points, placing FAMU 191 out of 363 Division I schools, leading all Southwestern athletic schools being in the top 200. Uh, quote from A.D. Sykes, um, I salute our student athletes, coaches, and staff on this conference-leading finish. FAMU excels academically amongst our peers, and athletics is no different. I've shared annual goals for FAMU athletics through our department, and I anticipate us moving up in this ranking every year. I encourage our supporters to continue to invest in FAMU athletics to achieve these goals. Uh, the Rattlers received 25 points from volleyball, women's tennis, and baseball. Uh, as they all competed in NCAA tournaments. Um, uh, Rattlers' best finish prior to that, well, I guess, yeah, prior to that was in the 99-2000 year, in which we were 89th uh, with 173.5 points. So, um, so this is based on athletic finishes, Kelvin, uh, is, is – uh, is basically what this is. And so not necessarily anything related to do with uh, um, merchandising or apparel or anything like that. A little bit different than the SWAC's conference, mm -hmm. um, than, than the SWAC cup that is, uh, that's out there where I think we came tied in seventh. But, but that's based, you know, the thing in the SWAC is based on, um, First off, number of athletic programs receiving points. Right, which, it's not apples and apples. Our, yeah, you know, yeah. We, we, we have fourteen sports. Some some schools have eighteen sports, etc. So, so you know they have more opportunities to accumulate points because they offer you know men's, uh, women's golf, women's soccer, uh, um, indoor. Uh, men's indoor men's cars country all sports we don't have so that puts us at a bit a bit of a disadvantage right right um 
any uh let, let's let's move over to another some other news that's been dropping over the last week is really related to news coming from the NCAA. Mm. And uh I've seen a couple of different stories over the last I'd say 48 hours. Um one story in particular has to do with the NCAA changing some requirements or at least uh the suggestion uh, amongst some of the NCAA committees to change some of the requirements to be an FBS member. You guys paid attention to that? Oh, oh yeah. 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 I'm about to, to tap into Kenya's um, fam cage, uh, Rattler, Rattler uh, cave budget for that. Yeah. Oh, man, I tell you. Um, I'm I'm going to read a little bit right off of an article from HBCU Game Day posted uh, today. Um, potential new rules for FBS membership uh, have been revealed, and their past would provide significant hurdle, if not all HBCU programs looking to make the jump up. If adopted, all FBS schools would be required to provide 90% of the total number of allowable scholarships over a two-year rolling period across at least 16 sports, including football. These requirements will take effect August 1st, 2027 for existing FBS members and for schools already transitioning to FBS membership. Um, moving forward, schools applying uh, to transition beginning in the 24-25, and thereafter the requirements would have to be met by the end of a two-year transition process. Um, schools also would be required to offer at least 210 scholarships each year, account amounting to no less than $6 million in athletic scholarship offer. Let's start with that first part, Kelvin. Um, obviously, we know that affects us because we only have – 14 sports. What are what are some of the takeaways from that first part as you as you hear that information coming out? Well, you really can speak to just the intent of the, the rule. One 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 intent is to limit teams moving up to FBS. It's also given a baseline of what is required to be FBS. And there's many reasons behind that. Some of it is, is legitimate, right? You want teams that can afford to be at that level and going to invest the resources to be at that level. And I think some of the Power Fives specifically don't think that all schools and all schools don't put the resources in required to make that jump. Um, and in terms of HBCUs and how that impacts us, unless – the conference is talking about going collectively, then, you know, I don't know how much it really impacts us at right now because I've not seen a real investment to, to be prepared for any HBCU to move to Division One and to do it. This will almost ensure that if we are to do it, we would have to do it as a conference. Now, make no mistake, one thing I, would, I do predict that if a – if the conference wanted to move up collectively or HBCU wanted if a H 
if HBC wanted to move up collectively, I'm sure there's a process where it can be waived or grandfathered because that would be a horrible look for the NCAA. But, um, you know, you saw this coming with the, with the, with the uh, Power Fives and the diluting of the NCAA administration and the Power Fives threatening to kind of break away. So, you know, and they renegotiating their um, conference deals right now, media right deals, which is where they're making the bulk of their money. So, you know, yeah. it's about money. It's always about money. When they say it's – when they, if they ever say it's not about money, no, it's about money. Um, <laughs> Marcus, you, any, any thoughts you want to add here in the, in the first part of this news and before I get to the financial – the other financial nugget that you kind of hinted at? No, I mean, Kelvin hit it on the head. It's basically putting up a putting up a moat around it and, and making it – well, it's all heading towards a direction of autonomy for Power 5 or more or less solidifying the power grab that they've had in effect for the last 40, 50 years through legislation and just sheer uh, money, financial wherewithal. So this is once again – and I think also it'll be interesting to see which teams – once these go into effect, if there are any FBS teams who are compelled to drop down because they're not meeting that. So I'm thinking some group of five teams might be teetering on it. I don't know. I haven't seen the financials. I haven't looked or studied the financials. They have the financials out there from the USA Today report. But I haven't looked to see which ones would be challenged with meeting the new criteria from the scholarship requirement. Because you have to look at that two ways. If they don't have 210 athletes, they have to up the money. They have to up the number of student athletes they support. So it has to be a combination of 200, at least 210 and 6 million annually. So yep. if they don't already have a sport that gets them at 210, they have to open and have to sanction to participate in another sport, which is more money, more capital outlay, depending on their facilities, more everything. So there may be some teams dropping back down. We don't know. We'll have to see what the future holds. But I think it's just another another way of separating and hoarding the resources at, at the FBS level from a football standpoint. The, the, uh, so these recommendations are all coming from the division one council and they also introduced legislation that would increase the fee to transition, <laughs> which currently now this is what's funny. The current transition fee from FCS to FBS is $5,000. They're, they're recommending an increase to $5 million. <laughs> yeah. And, and three more zeros. Yeah, and that change would be effective immediately for schools initiating the transition process from that point forward. Um, the fee would be reassessed regularly. I, I think it costs more to get out of a conference. No, I'm sorry. It costs less to get out of a conference than it does to go from – F FCS to FBS. So so not only are you not only are you having to spend more money because of potentially maybe to add more sports, but then you'd have an increased fee. I don't even know what the markup is on five thousand to five million. Is that a thousand percent? Um yeah. so yeah, that that's a that's a heck of a input. And then as this article so eloquently points out that the fee increase of $5 million would account for more than one third of the entire athletic budget of most of the 23 
HBCU football programs currently in the FCS. So, I mean, that that's something to consider right there. So, um, it's definitely a deterrent. And I did not know it was $5,000. For some reason, maybe it was just internet rumor. I thought it was a million dollars. For some reason, I thought it was a million dollar move. And maybe I just read that somewhere and took it as fact without having researched it. But when I saw the 5000 today, I was like, oh, my gosh, I did not know it was that low, if you consider that low. But from a conference standpoint or even a FCS team standpoint, I mean, you spend more than that probably in cleats. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so- I think the million number, I think the million number might have been removed from Division two to Division one. Uh, you okay. got to remember that FCS, FCS is already Division one. Mm hmm. It's mm-hmm. just two tiers in football for some reason. Yeah. Oh, we know what. Yeah. So that's uh, one piece of legislation that we'll keep our eye on. But uh, more importantly, it's kind of, uh, again, it's all about money and, and they're trying to separate the haves and have nots. Mm-hmm. So, again, next time you hear people on the uh, on these uh, interwebs and on social media talking about moving up, uh, you just got to ask yourself, what's the purpose? Again, I mean, I know there's, I know there's bowl money out there, but you know, we we kind of have a, we kind of have a pretty good system in place right now. I mean, sure, it could be better, but it's pretty. What you mean? It's better than what you mean? I, I mean what you mean? I mean no, we got you know, we're not doing that. Well, I, I'm saying to celebrate, the bowl, Every, to celebrate the bowl. Well, to celebrate but, the bowl and the financial. Oh, yeah, yeah, I ain't got no problem with the bowl, but. But but it generates more money at the other level, a lot more money at the other yes, level. It does. Yes, but but the the you can still the, maintain it. the revenue and expenses though is what you have to look at and say for for moving up. And you know I I see you know for example you know I saw uh, Keith say hey if we moved up adding soccer and lacrosse. I mean when you look at the or or golf for example if you were to add three to four sports just to move up. Are your expenses and the 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 return will it pay off? I mean, if you really project it out, will it pay off? Well, unless you unless you have a conference, no. Uh, and, and what does payoff mean? You still run in a deficit. But if you look at the financials, the NCA revenue and spits report just came out, and it really hasn't changed in terms of compared to FCS to FBS with football. The deficits are large, but the FCS schools actually struggle more than the FBS school as an average. There's a big description with the FBS schools. You got schools that are making two hundred million, uh, and then you got schools that are making uh, twenty million. So the the, the description between the haves and have-nots are larger at the FBS level, but in terms of rev- your expenses do go up. Uh, your revenue, your revenue also goes up. Though you get bigger cut of the uh, if you're in a conference, bigger cut of, of the uh, NCAA basketball money and some other things. So, so you have to look at it's not just totally black and white. There's a lot of moving pieces to that. Right, right. Um, all right, uh, we'll come back to some other NCAA related news a little bit later in the show. Before we go to commercial break, uh, another uh, direct news that came out uh, earlier this week or maybe even this weekend, we learned that uh, we lost an assistant coach, uh, special teams coach, Chili Davis. Um, 
posted on social media that he is uh, picking up roots and moving back to the FBS level where he will be working with the Kansas State University football staff. Um, so obviously, you know, nice warm messages that I saw on social media from Coach Simmons uh, and, and Coach Davis. Um, thoughts uh, quickly, uh, Kelvin, your thoughts on the departure of Chili Davis. Um, he, he was here for a year. He inherited two All-Americans. Those All-Americans are gone. Um, we finished overall in certain areas in special teams. We finished at the top of the swag. And in some areas, like the return game, um, we finished more in the middle of the pack. I don't want to understate or overstate his presence. He was a really good coach, fine young coach, uh, that contributed to our program for the year he was there. And, um, you know, it's a it's a loss. But I love two things I love about this. One, uh, Coach Simmons' uh, coaches are getting plucked by Division One schools, NFL schools, I mean, NFL um, teams and so forth. So he's a coaching tree at this point. That's a that's a positive. He's a coaching tree. And then the other thing I love is how FAMU fans respond to when our coaches and players leave. Very positive. You know, we're mm-hmm. happy to see people grow and get better. We ain't hating on them and talking about, you know, folks saying swag and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm proud of Pow! Marcus, what do you want to add? Anything? Yeah. Anything you want to add? Anything you've seen from the recruiting aspect? Uh, I can't say I've seen anything from the recruiting aspect, even though we're offering and signing kickers, punters, and long snappers out the wazoo. But I don't know what's going on there. You have have to do a count. And that's probably why now. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably why. Now we probably know why that is. We need a depth chart for for the special teams unit because I'm I'm lost on the numbers now. We do. I, I got something for it, but not tonight. But I got something. But yeah. to Kelvin's point, I know we talked about this like 10, 15 years ago, right before um, we had a discussion in the pit. Ooh, right before um, Joe Taylor got hired about FAMU adopting the mentality of a, a launching pad slash cradle of coaches. And the concept back then was okay. We set up our environment kind of like how the mid, the middle mid American conference had like in the early mid two thousands, when it seemed like every other year a coach was getting plucked from Miami of Ohio, Toledo, Northern Illinois for a big job after one or two years. But Coach Simmons has turned that on the head. Our original concept that me and Kelvin in the pit talked about was grooming head coaches to move up, kind of like a prime coach prime maybe not with the same level of controversy, but at least making it the department appealing enough and having our paradigm shift such that we would be accommodating to that. But Coach Simmons has turned it on his head because a lot of his assistants are now doing that. They're getting plucked and he's becoming you know, a cradle of assistant coaches moving on. And so, you know, it's just, uh, I guess, a testament to the program and a testament to the eye that he has for talent and the accolades that the overall program gets where at least I would say at least what four or five of our position coaches across different positions have moved on to the upper level 
mm -hmm. at least one defensive coordinator, defensive lineman coach, offensive lineman coach, uh, Coach Black went to the NFL, and now uh, Coach Davis, Chili Davis, is going to another FBS team. And before um, Coach Henry came back, he visited three FCS. I'm sorry, three FBS teams. Two of them, two of which were in the. Actually, I think all three were in the SEC: Missouri, yep. uh, LSU, and Arkansas. 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 And so, mm -hmm. you think about that. And Coach Simmons has been here six years, and he's had. Oh, and also you have, um, gosh, Kenneth. I can't remember Kenneth's last name, but he was our first DB coach. I could see his face, Gilstrap. He's he moved up to Middle Tennessee State Middle after Tennessee. a couple of years, and I think he's somewhere else now. I think he moved. I can't remember the school. I mean, I can't remember if it's another Group of Five or a Power Five team. But you look at the track record since Coach Simmons has been here, and the assistants moving on. And going on to, I guess, quote unquote, bigger and better things, or at least teams with more money. And I'm not going to say better conferences, but teams with more money. And then it speaks to him coaching and encouraging and not stifling and trying to be a, a dictator, but encouraging folks to move up, get experience and expand his coaching tree and his acumen by having his his protégés go out. And as uh, Steve Campbell says, uh, those coaches, they're not trashing the school on their way out the door. So, hey, when they, when that that's telling you that is is positive. It's all positive, the experience that they're having. Uh, it's positive, the experience and the love that we're giving and showing. And so I think even though we know there are deficiencies, we know there's inadequacies in certain places, this is still a pretty good program uh, and a very good place to to come work and be so um that's a, that's give, a give me my radio back give my radio back i have no idea all right on that note we're going i have no <laughs> um coming up on the other side sasha gordon is going to come in we're going to celebrate again black history oh excuse me black music month uh, appreciation again. month Black black is it black? I thought of Black Music Month, Black Appreciation Month, Black Music Appreciation Month. Marcus, yes, thank you. And we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna talk about and celebrate all of that here in these final days of June with Stasha Gordon. Well, on yeah, I'm I'm we're gonna go to a quick break. Be right back. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is always Ultra Thins reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help 
to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. for the latest information on Southern University Sports, the Southwestern Athletic Conference, and HBCU Athletics. There's only one place to go. Tune in to the Carlos Brown Show, exclusively on the Black College Sports Network. T. Madden & Associates is a sophisticated and experienced law firm located in your neighborhood. We're turning injury to cash. T. Madden & Associates obtained almost $2 million for my injury. They turned my injury to cash. Now, we can't guarantee how much your injury is worth, but we've recovered millions for our clients. Call T. Madden & Associates at 833-PAID-123. That's 833-PAID-123. Stride K-12 powered schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers nice. trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall. All right, welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Kelvin, Marcus here. Uh, I want to uh, thank everybody for watching in, tu tuning in here. And uh, so, as I said, we're gonna we're gonna kick off our our last kind of uh, shot at at recognizing uh, Black Music Appreciation Month by bringing in one of our our very own one of our Sorry favorites. About the night. Stache Gordon, how you doing? Don't worry about the light. Chat, if I say sorry about the light, and that's right. That's right. Well, you know, it, it just puts a little heavenly glow over you, so you're looking good today. How you doing? Uh, I am doing, child. I ain't looking good. You see this underneath here? Ooh, chat. I have to finish my hair. That's what you stopped me from doing. Ooh, child. Ooh, child. Don't do that. Don't do Thank that. You. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're, telling, you're telling on yourself, see? Hey, hey, what, what you in a bed? I wish I was, but you better speak it in my name. No, this is I'm trying to tell you. Okay, let me say this is my kid. I'm trying to tell you. You look like you, you are stunting today. Got the moon room. No, but that's that's 
that's just a nice old kill. That's it. You know, they make pretty good cars nowadays. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like you can drive in luxury for cheap as hell. You know what I'm saying? Uh, amazing. That's a, that's all right. See, you mess around. That's where you got sniped. You know, you mess around. Got to be right. Hey, uh, so uh, how's your summer going? You you're done with school. How's the summer going for you? Um, uh, so much going on. Uh, like, I'm working hold on, hold on. We don't. Your yeah, signal. Are you are you driving around at the end, talking to us at the same time? No. no. All right. Well, you're coming in. Yeah, you know, a little sound, Might be yeah, part of a Transformers like one of, movie. Yeah, you sound like one of the Transformers right now. <laughs> no, no, not better. All right, let, let's see. Let's see. Okay, hey, let's try it again. again. I, I know. I know she's gonna get me for saying this, but take that head off again. You got better reception then. Kelvin, <laughs> you never. <laughs> you messing with fire, boy. You playing uh, with a comedian? Uh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. See, I don't get Cat Williams up in here. Oh, I'm taking one for the team, man. <laughs> we appreciate you. Appreciate you. She might need to go drive around the corner and uh, park on the other side. The building. Let's see if we got yeah uh, as she uh as she dials in here. Just waiting on her to connection to come in. Uh, uh while we're while we're waiting here, um want to remind that's, everybody that, that, that's that soul plane signal. <laughs> <laughs> uh want to encourage everybody if you have a teacher. Um, if you know a teacher or if you are a teacher, uh, come and visit the mybcsn.net slash watch slash stride webpage and uh, encourage that first year teacher, uh, maybe it's a veteran teacher, to uh, take advantage of the opportunities that Stride is offering our listeners here. And uh, when they go and sign up, Make sure to look for the option of how you heard about this. You heard about it by watching the uh, Black College Sports Network. And uh, that'll be a big help. That'll be a big help to us. So, again, that's mybcsn, mybcsn.net slash watch slash stride. I'm sitting here watching as her connection as she's trying to dial in. But for some reason, she can't. Well, can can we squeeze can we squeeze in while she's trying to dial in? Uh, Greg Coleman being a yeah, let's the, talk, college let's, the Florida College Hall of Fame. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. I was wondering whether we had talked about that last week or not, but but it's worth mentioning again if we did. So, uh, go ahead, Kelvin. Well, I mean, he's just uh, you know, he's already in the Black College Hall of Fame. Right. And we are hoping that he'll be in the NFL Hall of Fame, him and Kill, Killer at some point. I think they're worthy of it. But uh, he's been inducted to the Florida uh, call, uh, the Florida Athletic Hall of Fame. Yeah. So, Florida Sports congrats. Hall of Fame. A good, a good friend of the show, 
Um, my, you know, you know, he's famous for singing my dingling on this show. <laughs> what a great, what a great clip. Somehow, we, somehow we have to go back and maybe, uh, you know, uh, I, I may have to find a way to go back in the archives while I'm while I've got some free time on my hands and uh, see if I can pull that episode up. I think that was Homecoming season one, and see if I can clip that clip that part out. Because uh, that was that was hilarious. That was hilarious indeed. Um, well, while we're uh, while we're kind of waiting on our signal to come back from Stache, um, I thought I'd make mention. I've noticed a lot of people starting to put out preseason preseason football polls. Um, and uh, hold on, let me see. This might be her. All right, hold on. Here we go. All right, Ooh, I think shit. we got you now. How are we doing? Chat, I don't Stop know that. what happened. I'm here. Can y'all hear me? We can hear you loud yeah. and clear. That may have been my earbuds. Uh, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I, you know, I don't know. I'm too much technology. Oh, I don't know how I did that. Hey, so uh, tell us what what's what's your summer like? What what kind of things you've been working on? I've seen different things on Instagram or what you're working on. What's the latest project you got working? So, so, so far, you know what I'm saying? The summer is bump your kids summer. <laughs> we ain't got to deal with them. And I'm so happy. Father, I'm so happy. Not only that, I have actually uh, resigned from music teaching to like go to like forward with my career. Um, uh, by doing that and getting on this, it's an app that you get paid for just going live. And I got on there one time and I got hooked up with a guy. I'm not going to specifically mention his name, but there's an app right now on Roku called Televids that we're able to, I work uh, with in partnership with a distributing company where we're able to get like right now this podcast in 169 different um countries and it will be on roku some similar to tubi um i actually ran into another guy who just won an award he is a writer for tubi hold on this is my neighbor hold on hey i'm in the middle of a podcast text me okay all right sorry he, that's my next <laughs> <laughs> kids, neighbors, you know, you you never know what you're gonna get with Star City. You just I'm never know good, what you're gonna get, boy. He elderly too, so I don't be I'm like, oh, I love you, but I'm in the podcast. Um, and so I'm working with people like that. Um, also, I now manage two different um comedians, one named D Live, another one named Mr. David Jolly of FAMU. Uh, well, he ain't no graduate. We gonna hope so one day, but you know what I'm saying? He went to FAMU too as well. Very smart guy, but like left to follow his dreams. So he's in Austin right now, Texas, doing some shows over there, being a headliner at some of their major comedy shows. You can call him Mr. D Jolly. You can find, I, he been, I know you been lying. Y'all ever seen those videos like that on TikTok and stuff? Like it's kind of kind of like Twitter. Okay, well anyway, go look up. It's Mr. D. Okay, so I manage him too as well. Um, uh oh. Uh oh. Lost the signal. I think. It'll come back. It. Okay. Yeah. All right. There we go. Oh, there we go. We're back. Okay. I work, 
Um, I work with Kendra Foster. That is actually my best friend. She's a FAMU now graduate because I told her, take your behind at the school, and she did. And now she's a FAMU graduate, two-time Grammy Award mm -hmm. winner. Um, also, um, another Marching 100, like alumni, uh, J. Cruz. Uh, you can go look him up, J.C.R.U.X. He's getting ready to drop his summer album. Um, and he's a very lit artist already. You know, all these fam ones that I want to like highlight. So, uh, Chris G's, I don't know if y'all know about Chris G's, he needs to be the next uh speaker. Uh, <clears throat> at homecoming because he does he's doing big things like he did um beyonce's uh uh ivy park um he did coachella he did wrinkle in time the makeup the hair the and now he is his own artist you know he started with his craft and now he's breaking out into his own shell and i think that is beautiful because i mean if 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 it's a famous star. If it was a, a award ceremony, chances out of 10, and you can go look it up. It's, he calls himself the G's. The G's did it. So you got people like that. You got my line sister, uh, Blanche Johnson, or we call her Blanche J. That's where her music can go look it up. She's touring with Ari Lennox right now. Um, and then, you, of course, you got another, um, and she's a marching, I'm not, sorry, she's a music uh, alumni. Shout out to Sigma Alpha Yoda, International Music Fraternity for Women. Hey, y'all. Um, that is my line sister for that. And then you have, I mean, it's many more, but just to name a few that I know, or like on a personal level, then you have a guy named Marcos Palacios, who is over cosine. He's doing big things. I think if I'm not mistaken, he did uh, Nicki Minaj, Alaconda, and some other stuff. And I don't know if y'all remember when BET had the man cave. He was one of the hosts on there. And these are all these fam you, you get what I'm saying, people that not many people know. And I, I want to start something, and even if it can be on this podcast, and I'm going to call it out, where, you know, it, it's called Share My Ish. You know what I'm saying? If we know a FAMU alumni has a business, we know a FAMU alumni is doing something in music or acting or is a lawyer or something, you know, we, we need to do it well. And I'm talking about for free. Just mention their daggone name for free because you just never know how far a name can go. And you just never know with the platform we have what we can do for each other just by mentioning these different names and people going to look it up. Well, well I heard your name from such and such from, uh, you know, the OG Strike Zone. Now everybody going to look it up. What's the OG strikes on so i would like to start something like that which is called share my ish you know where we like dedicate we, you know yeah. we have one genre for people in music one genre because my uh freshman brother uh who played uh lord i forgot his name that that going fast because i just had a brain fart because i'm getting old because they used to call me grandma because I, <laughs> I was older than them but you know he played um bobby brown in, in in that sequel and i just i don't know why i just really had a brain woody woody mccain woody you know what i'm yeah. saying and yeah so you know you got all these great fam ewins doing things and i just think that um in order for us to receive we're gonna have to give first you gotta be the change you want to see so i would like us to be like that podcast that do something like that like you know even if they have other podcasts as long as it ain't on wednesdays but if your podcast on monday tuesday <clears throat> thursday friday saturday sunday you know we would like to share that if you are a politician and you're running for office or you know or you've already in office and you're doing great things in, in your community i think that should be highlighted because a lot of times we look at family alumni and we don't look at us in a 
positive light. We have, uh, like black people, we have great self-esteem, but we don't have racial esteem. And I think that racial esteem uh, helps with, you know, but I don't want to get all, you know, serious because I still got to finish my hair. But that's just what I want to do. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, I, I would, we'd, we'd love to do that. Edges, um, I got edges, I, I got edges, I got edges. Well, hey, I, I love the I love the idea, and even you know, like I said, doing a, a segment, whether it's a, you know, um, however we however we do it, making mm-hmm. sure that we have all the information, uh, whether it be website visual, name and contact, or show information. Yes. You know, so that way, so that because way, you know. I'm... Oh, go ahead. Well, no, no, no. I was just saying because we are not only. What just happened? What what happened, Brian? You went you went Darth Vader. <laughs> I don't know. The, the force. Which way did he go? Which way did he go, George? Which way did he go? You don't see me? <laughs> there you go. Was, no, no, your we volume go. went out. Oh. Okay, I don't, I don't know. Maybe yeah. Okay, I might I might have touched something here on the on the cables here. Oh, but yeah, let's. Sure you touch something. <laughs> stop it! Stop it! Stop Not it! Bad. Stop it! Uh, let's. Uh, but yeah, no. Let's let's uh, let, let's talk about how we can can make that happen. Um, going, I'd be that'd be a nice little added feature going into season three. You know, we're going into our third year starting uh, in July, sometime in the middle of July. So that'd be a good time to to do that to do that um you talked about awards did you did you get a chance to uh watch any of the bet awards you mean the sort the, the hip-hop source awards with a tribute to tina is that what it was <laughs> <laughs> hey the fifth of the year the fifth of the year oh, now nah, hip-hop Listen, it was the Hip Hop Source Awards. I was just waiting for Tupac and Biggie to appear in like hologram. You know, because it, it was the girl talking about her her stuff is pink and her uchi hole brown, and she's standing with no shoes on next to Bobby Jones. I'm just like, you can't make this up. Like, if Ghetto was a goddamn on award show, this like, like Denzel wasn't there. Beyond it wasn't, ain't nobody who's who like who won Oscars was there. You ain't noticed that. It just felt real ratchet. And um, I don't know how to feel about all of it. I just pray I can't knock Tyler because he just bought it and the show was already planned. So, was so this I'm just hoping that next year, you know, Tyler put a little class. Was this the A minus stars that were there? I mean, obviously, you just said the A plus stars weren't there. Were there any? I think these were all C minus, D plus. <laughs> I'm famous on oh, the TikTok. Man. That's cold. Let me tell you, right? When we were listening to Buster, when we were listening to those old schools, we were rapping the whole entire song, right? Like the whole entire song from point A to point B, even though I don't know how they had cash money there in the night, but that's a whole nother story. But then again, it is cash money. Needless to say, you know what I'm saying? But then when they had these new kids, no one knew their songs except the TikTok version part. And that's usually, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. snippets. So 
was like, <laughs> yeah, you're right about that. That was very obvious the difference between old artists and new artists. Yeah. Yeah, and like you know, those old artists kept the energy. Don't do people want to really want to jump like Buster did his thing. You know what I'm saying? Even though boy, I'm talking about Buster fat. I ain't never thought that skinny boy from goddamn gone, you know, say uh, higher learning be that big. But you know, I am so proud like of the things he was saying, and I just can't wait until this um, uh, you know, the old the generation hip hop, I think they're understanding the culture that they created, and I think they're ready to change it. You know, you got Damon Dash and all these people talking about bringing their own stuff, and they got their distributing companies, and they're starting to gear, you know, veer off. So, I mean, I, it was a hot ghetto mess, you know, and um, don't ask Patty to do crap else. Not even her music. She forget her own words. I don't know why they didn't think that Patty and Tina ain't beef back there. She don't practice her own words. I know she ain't gonna practice Tina Turner words. Like, they have why would you have? Day? Did Patty and did Patty and Tina have beef? Well, you know, probably know did. Is. You know, Patty beef with like everybody. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, when you beef with like, Tina Turner too, I mean, her voice ain't great as Patty, but she knew how to twerk and Patty couldn't. So it's like Patty had to roll her ass on the stuff. Wow. Roll on the stage. You know what I'm saying? And take off her shoes and do other theatrics. You know what I'm saying? And set her apart. And go, ah! you know what I'm saying? And stuff like that. You know, to set her apart. She knew Tina couldn't go up there. She knew Tina couldn't reach that high. You know what I'm saying? So. Well, I don't know who, who... I don't even know. Um, were you... Uh, wow. The... Um... We, we realized on Sunday it was the 14th anniversary of uh, Michael Jackson passing. Hmm. Were you surprised that there was no Michael Jackson segment? I mean, you really going to only two people that could do Michael Jackson. Okay, three. Okay, two and a half. And a half is Neo. And then the other one is Usher. Well, number one is Usher, and the next one, Chris Brown. But do you really want Chris Brown and Usher in the same room at the BET Awards as ghetto as it was? Like, did you, want that kind of <laughs> you know, just like some things you just gotta let be, let bygones be bygones. I wouldn't want to do nothing on the 13th anyway. Like, you do something on the 13th one, then stuff pop off, and everybody really think 13th is a bad holiday or whatever they call it. But you don't know, no, uh uh. It'd have been Sunday the 13th messing around with Chris Brown. Chris Brown know how to slap down. You'll mess with you mess with Bobby Brown, Chris Brown, James Brown. Anybody Brown. 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 None of the Browns. Don't mess with none of the Browns. They all got get down. I'm convinced. I don't know a Brown that don't get down. You got Take a point. Your home. Go look up all the people in jail. I guarantee Brown is the main ones up in it. They ain't no hand. <laughs> Started with uh, Leroy Brown. Popeyes workers, you know, I went in the Popeyes line and still, they get my order wrong, I still just drive off because everybody in Popeyes throw hands. I think that's a requirement to get hired. Can you fight together? And the answer is yes. McDonald's people don't fight together. They see, you know, Popeyes will jump you. I'm away. You know, so that's just like the Browns. If I, anybody, what's your last name? You right. I am so sorry. I just, I'm going to apologize. I didn't see that one. Not fighting the brown um, on Popeye's work. <laughs> <laughs> so Sasha, let me let me ask you this then. Uh it, you know, <laughs> with with the fact that uh Michael Jackson's anniversary was this past 
his death anniversary was this past Sunday. Uh, what are your What are your top five MJ songs singles? Top five MJ singles. To me, don't do that to me. So I, I'm weird, right? I like um, Earth song. That is that's like every time I um, hear that song, that song make me cry. Um, I like. Um, Really? Dang it! When he was with, no, when he was with the um Egyptian people, man. Listen, my brain messed up remember right now. Remember the time. No remember sleep. the time. Yeah, remember. Love, remember the time. That's number two. Um, my second one is, uh, yeah, when he did Free Willy, that was a beautiful ballad. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I love that. I could just remember when I was just praying that Willie didn't fall on that boy when we was looking up like that. I was like, man, I'm gonna take to that take, you know, before Willie took that little boy head off. But that one, that's three. I loved um I love a lot of his collaborations, like his two collaborations he did with We Are the World and uh, Heal the World. You know what I'm saying? I love those. And um just because of theatrics of the whole thing, oh, I'm gonna make me a 12 minute video against the Jehovah Witnesses anyway. I gotta go with Thriller all day, every day, because I mean, I don't care what age you are, I don't care what century it is. I just think that song is going to be the song for Halloween, period. If you don't hear that song for Halloween, that's like not hearing Have Yourself a Merry Christmas on Christmas, you know? So, by the way, uh, the hundred did a great uh Michael Jackson tribute when they went to South Carolina State. Uh a few I can't remember the exact year, but man, that show was awesome. 2009. They, yeah, yeah. They did that. You were there. I figured you were. You were in that one? You were in that show? Nice. All right. Uh, I was how how, how does the Earth song go? Is that that's not the one that goes heal the world, make it a better place, or is that heal the world? It go. What about sunlight? What about oh. rain? What about all the things that you said we were? Oh, oh! I totally forgot about. It. All I want to say is that they don't really care about us, and that one, my bad. That one for freaking sure. you can and he made like three different versions. She's a she's a huge fan, you know. That's all right. So I noticed you you were a big fan. Oh, we gotta go. You gotta go. Oh, he gotta go. He gotta wait. I just told him, boy. Look, I booked you. Go. I ain't gotta go with you. Oh, that's my cousin too. So. All right. I well, look. I I just was curious about. I noticed you chose a lot of MJ songs from the post uh i would say the let me see which was the third song the third album was bad that was the one that was the you know had the most number ones but so you chose a lot of songs i mean post that one i mean except for like uh you, you said we are the world and such but you is that is there any particular reason i don't you know message you not those are the ones um well when i was in fifth grade we did hear the world for disney uh, with my uh, chorus, shout out to Miss Nobles, um, where we went down to Lake Eola and they used our, you know, you know, you gotta have a Negro kids, you know, they, I'm sorry, Disney, you know, they used us to go, go down there on their, some kind of anniversary we had to sing here the world. And so like, um, I, you guys are older than me, you know, or more seasoned than me. Thank you. Thank you. So Thank you. Wow. Um, I love the songs. 
I like those songs, but the the other songs resonate with me because like the the ballads, like the the instrumentation, the the poetry, the words, like the true words. The other songs they they like you know, hey girl, what's up? You cute? But the other ones were talking about injustice and you know healing and peace and looking at the man in the mirror and you know things that a lot of people look past Michael Jackson and those positive entities that he was speaking more than just entertainment and so that uh, spoke with me i got you uh mm -hmm. as somebody as somebody pointed out here you now i don't know when you weren't born when thriller were you born when thriller came out probably not i was born 1983 so probably you know, my parents are probably doing it on Thriller and then had Thriller. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, my God. Oh. I say, give your social media plug. I don't think trying to be funny. <laughs> Let people know. Let people know where they can follow you and find you. That That's beautiful. I never heard anything. Listen. Wow. Go ahead. Well, I'm gonna just tell you a joke that my daddy stole from this old um um Jewish guy. I guess was he Jewish or I don't know from Jersey, not Jewish. Sorry, Jews, do not cancel me. I'm not Kanye. All right, so he was Jersey, not Jewish. He was from Jersey, and um, you know, he left me with this, and I think I got it from my dad, who happened to be an AME preacher. So I blame him, and I get my comedy from him, and he started me off at a very young age, and he told me this very great nursery rhyme that i am going to continue to tell my children uh because especially my boys you got to watch out for them uh chose okay uh jack and jill went up the hill they both had a dollar and a quarter jill came down with 250. i don't think they went up for water <laughs> <laughs> You know, my daddy tried to put me on game, you know, so I live my, if I go up the hill, I'm not going up there for water. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Damn. You can, uh, you can reach wow. me on all social media posts or like my name, even though he keep messing up my name, I swear to God, like, you know, phonemes and, and sounds are very important in kindergarten because ah, A-H is ah, st. And you put it together, star, right? Star. And then the last word, I swear to God, y'all say it all the time. Say. Star, say. Star, say. Star, say. Star. Where the heck is the S, right? Where the H be? It must be. English. Matter of fact, y'all came up with a new letter. That's a hidden H somewhere after the S. It's a hidden H. You know, how the silent T's and the silent you know, Django, I mean, you know, so we got hidden H's now. Uh, so you that know. name right there, you can find me no matter what platform, TikTok, um, Instagram, um, Facebook. I'm on a new app called Bigo. Where I go live, you get paid off of that. Y'all need to go put your podcast over there while you're writing plans. Um, and get yeah, paid send me, going send, me, send, me the, you, send me the link about that. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I've you, ever you heard get, of that. God, in the name of Jesus, I I didn't do it this time. I I was with church. That was lightning. Man, listen, I don't know what's going on in in Orlando, man. I this bipolar over here. It was raining on my street, but then I went to the next street perpendicular. <laughs> I learned that from Jones. Thank you, Miss Burns, fam. You graduate. And it wasn't raining. 
Yeah, that's that's Orlando. That's Orlando. Uh, all right, Stase Gordon. You know what? Stase. I treat you how I treat my students. It's two syllables. Stase. Easy. Yes. And then Kelvin, 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 and I will probably still call it Stache. But anyway, Stache. Silent you know, H. The Silent H. The Silent H. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, baby. Thank you for coming in and joining us uh, today. Always a pleasure. Uh, one more time, get it. So the social media is at Stache Gordon. Yeah, or stop saying Michelle Gordon, like Michelle, like Obama, but I don't got her money. And when she go high, I go to hell. So do not try me, okay? I'm not her. All right. All right. Well, uh, we look forward to uh, following you and seeing uh, seeing whose kids you got over the uh, summer on Instagram. And, uh, uh, you know, let's talk. Let's talk offline about that great idea for uh, season number three. Let's get it. All right. Be well. All right. Take care, babe. Peace. Blessings. Thank you. And you know what I'm saying? Stop. Get your money off of Cash App. I can't believe y'all fools holding y'all money on Cash App. That's because y'all hiding for your side pieces. But I'll digress. Y'all have a wonderful <laughs> day. Stop messing up game. Stop messing up game. Exactly. Messing up game. Bye. You better. Hey, listen. Cash has no trail. <laughs> Wait a minute. Cash App has. No, yes, it does. It it does. All right. Oh, okay. Cash has no trail. Anyway. All right. <laughs> Game. Bye. All right. All right, Jill. We got you. Ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Star. Star. Say. Star. Say. Gordon. All right. Love y'all, man. Thank you for right. having me. Appreciate it. Thank you always. All right. Uh, let's take a, let's take a short break, come back and let's go through the inaugural ONG awards. Let's introduce the winners of our first awards. You guys did a great job of voting and I know you're eager to hear who the winners are. So mm -hmm. we'll do that here right after this short break. You're watching the ONG strike zone. We'll be back in just a moment. Itchy. Squirmy. Scratchy. Family not getting clean? Get Charmin Ultra Strong. Go get them. It just cleans better. With a diamond weave texture, your family can use less while still getting clean. Goodbye, itchy squirm. Hello, clean bottom. <laughs> <laughs> we all go. Why not enjoy the go with Charmin? At Hampton Law, our primary goal is to provide non-traditional yet effective solutions and redefine the approach to client legal concerns. As your trusted legal advisor, we believe in sophisticated, personalized services that eliminate the confusion and complexity sometimes associated with legal matters. Our high standard for client care and concern, coupled with our extensive legal knowledge and skills, make Hampton Law a resource focused on the protection of the client's interests and overall goals. We value our clients and truly enjoy working with them. Visit thamptonlaw.com to conveniently schedule an appointment online. Tamika Hampton Esquire, 1631 Rock Springs Road, Suite 336, Apopka, Florida, 407-494-1471. thamptonlaw.com. 
dot com. Nope. Nope. Come on, him. Ooh, I like him. Quicker Picker Upper. Bounty picks up messes quicker, and each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less. He's an eight. He's a nine. Bounty, the Quicker Picker Upper. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge, featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website, www.slowburnwaco.com. That's www.slowburnwaco.com. Stride K-12 Powered Schools are ready to put over 20 years of being a leader in online education to work for you. Dive into curriculum design for the online classroom. Team up with state-certified teachers trained in virtual instruction. Take control of your child's education journey. Discover the power of personalized learning with a leader experienced in preparing kids for a future they can be excited about. Take charge. Stride K-12. Enroll now for the fall. All right, welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Uh, Brian, Marcus, Kelvin, again, got to thank uh, Stase. Now I'm, I'm never gonna get that right, but I'm always, I'm always trying. Now, uh, all right, silent H, <laughs> gotta get the silent H out of there uh, for coming in and joining us in the last segment. Want to remind you guys, uh, appreciate you guys. Hope you enjoyed the segment. Uh, make sure you're following her on Instagram. Um, really funny, and and uh, I really like that suggestion, that idea of trying to bring more attention. You know, I thought about trying to say if maybe we could find a featured. You know, what I'd really like to do is have a featured vendor of the month, and maybe mm-hmm. partner with that vendor in a way where, you know, maybe if we're able to offer some kind of uh, a discount opportunity. For Rattlers who, you know, go through our, you know, kind of use like a discount code, you know, ONG at their site, they get maybe a certain percent. I don't know. Just think of some ways that we can feature different uh, different vendors. Um, just mm-hmm. just a thought. So uh, if there if there are any vendors out there, any anybody who um, license, like yeah, because we're gonna have sense. someone. We're gonna have someone coming on maybe next Wednesday. To talk about that yeah if uh if any if any of you uh if you know a licensed vendor and you think they might be interested in being our featured vendor of the month uh send them send them to our email address ong strike zone at gmail.com that's o and g strike zone at gmail.com just like it is when you see uh the instagram twitter and facebook pages okay <clears throat> let's get into the inaugural ong awards which you guys uh, did a great job of being a part of and voting and you know um 
We've got several different categories here. And so I'm really excited about the results. And, and so, again, I just come back to you guys, Marcus, Kelvin. Uh, what were some of the uh, takeaways, just general takeaways? What we'll do is we'll introduce and then we'll kind of break down here. What were just some of your general thoughts when you saw the results? Uh, I guess for me, some of them jumped out as pretty obvious choices. I think when we got down to the nitty gritty for the assistant coaches and some of the folks who do work behind the scenes, that was interesting. I agree. I agree. Interesting as well. Um, what about you, uh, Kelvin? Rally Nation got it right. I, you know, I, I found myself agreeing with the folks who won mm. In one category, there was a tie and it made sense. A couple of categories, uh, it was a tie and it made sense. Mm -hmm. And the overall thing for me is that Rattler Nation, this is nothing new for me, we value championships. Mm, there's a hint. All right. Okay, so let's start with our first category, which is the female most memorable moment of the year and so again this is just a category award but the memorable moments of the year <clears throat> involving female athletes we had the naila clarington uh viral video which uh if you remember that was her on the sidelines uh during a game we also had the uh tennis teams tournament championship win um, I just went back and looked at that. That was a 4-2 victory over Jackson State. We also had our volleyball team SWAC tournament championship run, which I looked at. They went 3-0-3-0-3-0. And we were, we were technically the two seed in the tournament. And we knocked out. We beat the one seed. So, I mean, an impressive performance. Um Our softball team. Um, oh, why am I studying here? One, two, three, four. Yeah, softball teams win over uh, Mercer, and uh, actually they beat Mercer twice. But the second time was a home game. That was a three to two victory. Had to rally from a two zero. Got the game winning run in the uh, I believe in the bottom of the ninth inning <clears throat> against Mercer. So. Um, that was, uh, those were our moments of the year and our winner, I, I think nearly half of the votes by a, by a voting percentage of 46.2%. Can you put our, it on the, on the screen, Brian? Yeah, I'm about to put the winner right on the screen right here. Okay. Okay. Well, most memorable moment of the year goes to. goes to Naila Clarington uh, and the uh, viral video moment. So uh, I, I'd say that's pretty I'd say that's pretty accurate. Mm -hmm. I mean, she was on national programs after that. Yes, she was. So absolutely, that's, that's a no-brainer. So uh, congratulations to uh, Naila. Congratulations to uh, Josh Padilla and, and his staff for coming up with that idea. And uh, uh, I believe the coaches, 
we're all a part of that. We had it was great having Naila on the show talking about it. So uh, you know, congratulations. Uh congratulations to her. Uh you guys want to add anything there? No. No. Okay. Uh let's move over to the um male most memorable moment of the year. Uh, had a few nominees here. So this was, uh, we had strong voting in all of the categories. Uh, two of them were really close. Um, uh, so we had the, our football team stand against compliance issues. Uh, we had the block field goal attempt at the end of the Alabama State game that ended up being returned for a touchdown. We had the Florida Classic football game, the complete game that was played by offense, defense, special teams uh, against Bethune-Cookman. We had the baseball team SWAC tournament championship run. I mean, that was just an outstanding run. That was a great four days of baseball um, that I saw. Uh, we also had the baseball team's NCAA regional run, which, you know, may not have had any wins, but still in terms of what they did and performed and how they performed in those two games was pretty doggone good. And then uh, we also had Coach Mike Rice returning to FAMU golf after we had lost him to Prairie View, and we ended up getting uh, Coach Rice back. So our winner of the male – Memorable moment of the year with 39.6% of the votes is, of course, it's the FAMU baseball teams run in the SWAC tournament. Most memorable moment. You guys, you guys agree? Champions. Yes. Yep. Anytime, you, anytime you get a ring, it's a good year. It's hard to top. <laughs> Mm -hmm. are, now, are, th this would surprise me a teeny bit because I know, I mean, I, I don't disagree with the voting, but I'm, I know how football centric you know, our base tends to be. So I'm surprised at the Alabama State block field goal and the fact that that game should not have been that close. I, the, I fact, agree with the fact we had to block a field goal to keep them from winning by, I think it was, well, I forgot what the final score was. Was it 15 to 14 or something like that? Well, it, it was, was a one, field, yeah, it was yeah, a one point field, field game. 21-14 after the block. Yeah. yeah, so it was like a one-point game. If they would have made the field goal, they would have won the game because I think we had like two or three red zone interceptions in that game. Four. And, you know, it could have been – it didn't It didn't have to come down to the block field goal if everything had been executed. But, yeah, I'm surprised that one didn't – I was – The compliance disagree. issue supply – you know, of all the – you know – I, and there were three football things there. And I thought when I, you know, it wasn't until, Kelvin, you made me think about, because initially I, I had thought the, the block punt just from the visuals. But then the um, the, the the stand, the compliance stand was uh, was pretty, pretty important. It was powerful. Uh, powerful, mm -hmm. you know. And national and, news. And made national news, yeah. But but as as uh, as as Keith as from Fangs Up podcast points out, yep. Hey, we value winning championships, and uh, the baseball team is the first men's team to win a SWAC championship, and mm -hmm. 
that ended up uh that seemed to resonate more than uh than the other uh pretty significant powerful movements so uh props to uh family baseball all right let's go to female athlete of the year and this was a loaded field um you know we we had quite a few quite a few names on here but i mean there were quite a few amazing women that were in this category dylan horton women's basketball uh jordan ship from bowling uh naila clarington again the cheer captain uh a, a trio of softball players naya morgan janiah davis michaela Irvis, a pair of tennis players that uh were very important swag player of the year swag all tournament player and sarah rakim reagan harris uh dominique washington of course volleyball swag two-time swag player of the year and Talita Williams from track and field, um, who was the first in the 400 outdoor, second on the 200 meters, and then uh, on the 4 by 100 relay. So we had quite a few women that did uh, some some powerful, had some good seasons. But one woman, <clears throat> I think one young lady stood out uh, among everybody, and uh, she, she pulled in 38.5% of the votes. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, only one other person garnered over 10% of the votes. So uh, this was clearly uh, n- practically, you'd call it a, a landslide amongst a loaded field. Mm-hmm. And so our tw- our ONG Female Athlete of the Year goes to Miss Dominique Washington, FAMU Volleyball, two-time SWAC Player of the Year, uh, two-time champion. Uh, she she did a she did a lot. She did mm-hmm. a lot for FAMU uh, Volleyball, and I mean, a, just an outstanding, uh, just an outstanding career in her two seasons. And I mean, her story. I, I think her story is definitely going to put her in the FAMU Hall of Fame. Oh yeah, uh, coming from a player who was a role player at Georgia Tech, transferred to FAMU and led FAMU to the first two SWAC titles in volleyball. And so uh, her her place in uh, FAMU lore is cemented. And so I I think people did a great job of voting there. And I'd agree 100% with them on that one. So congratulations to Dominique. Uh, All right. Let's keep moving here. Uh, we say uh, to Dominique there. Uh, how about our male athlete of the year? Uh, another good group of guys here. And those names include Isaiah Land, uh, Xavier Smith, Jeremy Musa from football, Jacob Uyusato from golf, who was a first-team all-swat golfer. Uh, the baseball team had a, had four guys, Hunter Veets, uh, pitcher, Sebastian Greco, who uh, set single-season home run records, Ty Hanchi, uh, who was a first-team all-swag catcher and the first Rattler to make the all-regional team in the NCAAs. How about Ty Jackson, who led the team in batting average, runs, hits, triples, and even led the SWAC in particular categories when you go and look at uh, – when you go and look at what he did. And so uh, amongst, again, now, again, 
I, this one surprised me, guys. I, I will I will admit this is the one that surprised me, uh, just because I I think the numbers were yeah the lopsided of it did surprise and, me. Not yeah, the person who won it, but but yeah, right, right. Not the person who won it, but just how dominant you know he was. Um, we had this person won with forty eight point one percent of the votes, so that's nearly half the votes. Uh, we had two other people that pulled in over over 10%. So that was impressive. But just to walk away with 48% among a loaded field, uh, that that's doggone special. So our ONG Male Athlete of the Year is none other than, get ready, guys, go ahead and throw them up. It's the X-Man, Xavier Smith, our ONG uh, male athlete of the year. So, uh, any any thoughts or anything there? Well, he he led you know the team. He was what about forty percent of our offensive production, and he, yeah, he and, and, and he don't play quarterback, right? He does not play running back. And then on top of that, he was such a great ambassador and leader. I mean, everything he did was a first-class, top-notch. Same with Dominique, actually. Um, great students, great people, great athletes. And, and then, of course, he's been rewarded with him having an opportunity to, to play for the Rams. So uh, I, I wasn't surprised that he won, but it, but it, it, it was a very good field. And for him to win with that percentage just shows you how much Rattler Nation appreciated. Mm-hmm. Right, right. All right. Uh, so, congratulations to Xavier on that award. All right. I'm going to go to the assistant coaches now because I know we we mentioned uh, we've got our head coaches from both the men and women's sport and the assistant coaches. So, let's go to the uh, women's sports assistant coaches. Um, and and this was a field that was pretty split. When you say, guys, we had. Uh, Steve Canfield from volleyball, uh, Felicia Barnes of the cheer squad, cheer and spirit squad, uh, Kiera Brown of softball, Earl Wade from tennis, and Al Brown from bowling. All of them great assist- <coughs> assistant coaches. Um, any thoughts there, guys? Give some, give some thoughts or comments there if you would. Go ahead, Marvin. Yeah, yeah. Looking at, this, I'm just. I mean, I know for me, you know, head coaches typically get the uh, all the headlines and the notoriety. So I thought this would be a challenging aspect. So it doesn't surprise me uh, for the winner, but I guess I'm trying to put myself in the shoes of someone who the family fans may vote for, and you may not recognize names per se. So. It didn't surprise me, but I knew this would be, or at least for me, I know it was a challenge because you don't always know the assistant coaches and the value that they bring. Yeah, I'm always interested in hearing. I'd, I'd be curious to hear what was it that separated one uh, one coach from another. You know, sometimes, uh, it, to be honest, it could be a popularity or sport popularity, sport interest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what about Can't you? Want to add anything, Kelvin? Yeah, I was going to say champions uh, still stood out, I think. And the other thing I'd say is that the person who won is, I think, the, out of that group. With, 
Well, there was one coach that was longer, assistant coach that was longer tenured than that person. But all of them kind of have similar stories where they mm-hmm. started off probably as volunteers or underpaid part-time. I think all of them are part-time OPS kind of got people, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So, so they do it for the love of the program and the student athletes and for the orange and green because they, they are sorely undercompensated to be frank. All right. Mm-hmm. No, one other common thread is that the the winner and the uh, top all the top three vote getters were either on championship teams or had high uh, level of competition in national national competitions. Mm, okay. Well, uh, that kind of you know narrows it down for for some people who are wondering. But our our ONG women's assistant. Or I don't want to say this. Our women's sport assistant coach of the year goes to Mr. Steve Canfield, Coach Steve Canfield. And if you can't hear, there's some there's some great uh, music there in the background. It's loud as heck. So oh, I don't really hear come in. No, but, we don't uh, hear the music. Well, yeah, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I could have played the music, but it's it's pretty loud, so I didn't, you know, maybe I'll maybe I'll play it in the last two, but uh, there's our winner, Steve Canfield. Congratulations, Coach Canfield, uh, representing uh, volleyball program. Um, all right, so so going from the assistant coach on the volleyball on the women's sports side to our men's assistant coaches. Our assistant coach of the year, we had uh, Coach Devin Rispress, the director of recruiting for football. Mia Campbell, the uh, uh, assistant golf coach, who was the interim golf coach for a minute. Uh, coach Ryan Smith, the assistant head football coach and our defensive coordinator. Uh, Isaac Brown, assistant basketball coach. And Orlando Heggs, uh, Orlando Heggs II, who was the um, the assistant football coach and was a director of player development, uh, player development, player development. Um, you guys want to, you guys want to comment anything here quickly on the assistant coach of the year? I think it was obvious. I think yeah. everybody knows what's coming. I mean, it was a blowout. No, yes, yeah. it was. It was. Uh, so without further ado with uh 68, 68% of the votes this this was almost our our highest uh vote getter in any particular category not quite the highest but uh almost the highest 68.6 percent 68.6 percent our men's sport assistant coach of the year goes to coach coach devin Rispress. And Coach Riz, uh, congratulations to Coach Riz, uh, the winner of that uh, Assistant Coach of the Year. How'd you like that music? No, you can leave it off. All right. <laughs> it is kind of, it is kind of, eh. all right. Couldn't figure out how to get it out of there, but anyway. Okay. <clears throat> so now that we've given you the Assistant Coach of the Year, let's go to our Coach of the Year. Our women's sport coach of the year. Hmm. 
Uh, went, let's see, the nominees were uh, Coach Kamise Patterson, softball. Coach Gokhan Yilmaz, volleyball. Coach Rochelle Nikki Houston of tennis. Coach Karen Brown, bowling. And Coach Brandy Tatum Frederick of the Cheer Spirit Squad. Uh, as you as you have so eloquently stated before, Kelvin, uh, Rattler Nation values his championships. And so this one was primarily down to two people. And uh, with uh, uh, interesting, with uh, about 44.9% of the votes, our... Make sure I find the right file here. Our women's sport coach of the year is <laughs> Coach <laughs> Coach Nikki Houston. <laughs> man, where did, where did you find that clip at, man? I don't know. It that's, just came with that, that's awful. <laughs> the, the, <laughs> You said I had a hundred, you know, with that intro coming in. <laughs> I, come on now, that that's asking a bit much. I I don't have, I, you know, that's asking a bit much. That's asking for more more effort and time than what I had. It, it, we were lucky to get these tonight. Let me ah! <laughs> Congratulations no, to good job, good job, coach man. Nikki, our women's sport coach of the year. Uh, you know, and uh. What she what she did. Do you think it had to do with the fact that this team, you really this team kind of came from nowhere? You know, I don't yes. think preseason yes. you didn't think this team was gonna be what it turned out to be. For me, I would say definitely that was the case. I thought the difference between the two was we kind of expected the volleyball team to be mm-hmm. champions. We had no idea that the tennis team would be not just champions, but undefeated champions, dominant. So yeah, with a very young squad. Yeah, yeah, good point. Yep. All right, so congratulations to Coach Nikki, our women's sport coach of the year. All right, let's go over to the men's side. Our men's sport coaches, uh, they are Coach Shoop, Jamie Shoop of baseball, Coach Mike Rice of golf, Coach Simmons, Willie Simmons of football, Coach Mia Campbell of golf. So we had two golf coaches here and we had coach Rufus Peebles of track and field. And, um, this really came down to two coaches and, uh, you know, I, I, I think what's interesting here is both coaches overcame something to, to, to have the kind of seasons that they had. Um, and so, uh, uh, you know, you guys want to you want to add anything here, or do you want to wait until after I after I present before you make a comment here? No, we we don't kind of tease them and let them know what what Rattler Nation value. So, yeah, all right. So our men's sport coach of the year goes with sixty point four percent of the votes. It's our very. Our good friend of the program, Coach Jamie Shoup. Uh, you know, obviously a battle between two good friends of the program. All these coaches are friends of the program, by the mm-hmm. way. 
uh, those who are still here. Um, man, that so scary, man. That's not like the Adams family or something, man. Look, okay, okay, enough, enough. <laughs> uh, congratulations, congratulations, coach. Yeah, yeah congratulations to Coach Shoot, our uh, winner of the uh, male sport coach of the year. Okay, well, only a few more individual categories left, and then we'll um, get to our teams of the year. But first, let's take a short little break and come back. This will be a short one, so hang in there with us. We'll take a short break, come back, and um, we'll get into the final couple categories with our sports administrator of the year, support staff person of the year, and our men's and women's team of the year. Those will be coming up right on the other side of this break. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone. We'll be back in just a moment. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, my colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay, call Cuvay. This is the Dean of the College of HBCU Sports, Kenyatta Cavill of Dr. Cavill's Inside the HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Washington and Charles Bishop. Come mix it up in the lab where the course lecture is in session every Tuesday from 6 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time on Facebook Live, YouTube, Spreaker, or the BCSN app. As we discuss all things about the HBCU sports culture, including exploring the week that was in the sporting HBCU dashboard, as well as the upcoming week of HBCU sports. With me, the Dean, the College of HBCU Sports, on Dr. Cavill's Inside HBCU Sports Lab with Mike Watts and Charles Bishop. Course lecture dismissed. From novice to aficionado, find yourself here. High quality cigars plus personal customer service. Slowburn is Waco's only mobile cigar lounge featuring a meticulous curated collection of premium cigars. Visit our website www.slowburnwaco.com That's www.slowburnwaco.com Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Brian, Marcus, Kelvin, uh, just want to thank you guys for, again, being a part of the inaugural 2023 ONG Awards. Um, and appreciate your voting and being a part as we uh, get ready to release the final four categories and the winners. Uh, just want to, again, remind you to uh, make sure you hit the thumbs up button wherever you are watching the show on Facebook and on Insta. Well, I'm sorry, Facebook or uh, YouTube. I was going to say Instagram, but I guess we're they're not at that point where Instagram will let you 
go live or whatever. So, okay. Uh, let's go to, I'm going to go to the support staff person of the year, because I think this is the category where, uh, you've got a lot of people who have been a part of, uh, FAMU athletics for some years. Uh, maybe many people don't know who they are. Uh, great descriptions though, in the voting. (laughs) So, uh, I appreciate you guys, uh, reading and going through. So that you can make uh, make a good, intelligent vote on these individuals. So, um, the support staff people were the uh, were uh, Miss Fenoris Hayes, uh, business manager, uh, Brian Houston, uh, with the same first name spelling, by the way, uh, director of sports performance for our Olympic sports, Cole Forney, the director of sports performance for football, men and women's basketball. Patrick Fenderson, uh, AD in facilities and events. Donald Reed, director of equipment. And Dr. Garrison Roll, the sports medicine orthopedic surgeon. Um, great descriptions, one and all. Uh, Marcus, uh, what do you what what went into voting for the this person? as you were kind of going through and reading. I'm just curious your thoughts. Uh, in terms of... You can I mean, be honest if it's just like a dart on the wall. I understand. No it wasn't quite a dart, but there were some names I was more <laughs> familiar with than others. Sure. In right. terms of, uh, you know, great help from, from Kelvin, but also just whose names pops up or who I've happened to have talked to or, or come across in the past. So it was more familiarity. Okay. Okay. And, uh, Kelvin, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, I know, you know, a lot of these individuals very closely having worked with some, probably most, if not all. (laughs) So I'm not going to ask you, but, uh, just in general, what, uh, what's the big takeaway that you hope, uh, Rattler Nation got out of, uh, learning of these names and learning these individuals? That is a big tent. There's a team of people that help our athletes and our coaches get to where they need to go. And without them, championships are not possible. And many of these people do so under difficult circumstances and conditions. And they don't complain. You never hear about it in the media and so forth. They just do the job and, and they, they do a, they do a good job. And I would say a couple of those folks have been there or been around for a very long time. Um, so um, I've had, I've seen them grow. I've seen them work miracles and they put in long hours, longer than the teams practice and play. Well, you know, everybody else, the coaching teams are doing their thing. These people start a day sometimes seven in the morning and and sometimes you know they're the 12 at night and 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 these the sports that people actually work the game day for all the different sports events too like you know some of these people work every sporting event there is so it's a big commitment so so i thought it was it was worthy for them to uh get their flowers hmm. all right well said so this year, the 23 ONG 
support staff person of the year. Um, and this was just some tight voting here, but uh, this person came away with 34% of the votes. The winner is, see if I can catch the music here before it comes on, because I know you guys hate the music so much. <laughs> it is Mr. Donald Reed, the uh, director of equipment. And so, and uh, congratulations to uh, Donald on that. Uh, good job. Good job. Now we saw those new shoes that are part of the uh, part of LeBron James. Yeah. Wear, you know. Um, speaking of equipment, new cleats. Uh, that's new cleats that the team will wear. So I got a feeling, man, the the uniforms with the LeBron James logo will become. I, I'm going to guesstimate next year. I'm just guessing. I, I'm thinking that's a. I'm thinking that's probably a good guess. The Florida Classic may have a surprise. Oh, oh! Look at look at Maybe. you! Look at you dropping a little hint, hint Maybe. breaking news. Maybe, Maybe. All right. So again, um, two other candidates came in over eighteen percent. So I mean, you had three, you had a, you had three huge pieces of the pie among the top three people. And so, but but uh, Mr. Reed came away. With 34%. Congratulations to him. All right, let's move over now <clears throat> to our final individual award, and that's the sports administrator of the award uh, of the year. Excuse me. Uh, we had uh, uh, Joshua Padilla, the director of communications and digital strategy. We had Michael Smith, who was the interim AD and now the assistant vice president of athletics. Um, or no, he's now the assistant vice president of athletic administration and strategic initiative. Excuse me, uh, Rhea Floyd, director of special projects and marketing, Elizabeth Balaam, the interim director of sports medicine and the head athletic trainer for men's basketball, football, and the cheer squad. And then Coach Latroy Johnson, the assistant AD for football ops. Uh, we mentioned that there was this was the category that had the highest individual vote for one person and dominated this uh, yeah. this uh, this choice. And so, with seventy eight point eight percent the largest outcome of any of our categories our sport administrator of the year is joshua padilla josh padilla congratulations joshua <laughs> the music is killing you guys. I know you're hating. That's all right. Don't hate too much. Uh, congratulations <laughs> to uh, to Josh. Um, yeah, congratulations to Josh. At seventy eight point eight percent, awesome job. I think goes without saying, don't you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Total, 
this this one was totally expected. I didn't know his, it would be that dumb. And they basically eighty percent. But yeah, obviously his presence. You know, he's sport SID for the swag of the year, and and, and his his value to family athletics is is just exponential. Yeah. Um, all right. So now let's get to the men's and women's sports team of the year. Um, see Scotty jumping in. Yeah, the description. We had to we had to put some we had to put a lot of in, information in the uh descriptions, uh Scotty, because you know a lot of people didn't know who some of these folks were. So we, you know, it's you know, just it just was what it was. So maybe in the future, as more rattlers know who these individuals are, we we can be a little less descriptive, but you know, it was what it was. But I appreciate you getting in there and, and voting for on some of these categories. All right, here we go. Our, let's go ladies first. Let's go ladies first. Um, We had our softball team, ooh. which, what? what, ooh, what? Oh, no, I'm just, I just <laughs> forgot about this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Our, our uh, women's sports team of the year. We had the softball team that made a, a SWAC tournament appearance. Uh, We had the... Bowling team, which made the SWAC tournament semifinals. We had our cheer squad, which um, for the second consecutive year, yeah, participated and achieved a top three ranking at the uh, National Cheerleading Association. Our 4 by 100 track and field team, which had the fastest 4 by 100 time of the outdoor season in the conference, despite finishing second at the tournament, they had the fastest time throughout the year. And then, of course, we had our championship teams from tennis and volleyball. Well, gentlemen, you, you can only, we had this set up so you can only vote for one. So I just want you to know, you couldn't vote for two people. Couldn't vote for two. But our women's sports team of the year is actually that's right we had co-winners because it came out with 36.5 percent of the votes equally literally one more person could have voted and you know it might have gone a different way but but 36 second, second place was a tie too, which was interesting. Yeah, that's funny. That's funny you said that. Yes, second place was a tie as well. So that's uh that's really funny. It kind of worked out that way. Uh, but it was our two championship teams, our volleyball team and our tennis team. Um I I, I look it, it's hard to say one or the other. I mean, and, and so yeah. kudos to everybody who voted. Uh, their feelings for one and the other, but it just kind of worked out where both end up being deserving. So we say uh, congratulations to uh, to those teams, uh, Coach uh, Coach Gokhan, Coach Nikki, and the staff, and everybody who was a part of of the championship season and the championship run in the SWAC tournament. So congratulations to you guys. Any any thoughts you want to add in there, Kelvin, and then Marcus? No, sir. No, they're both deserving. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, so that's our sports, our women's sports team of the year. And then our men's sports team 
of the year. We only had three teams that we mentioned. Uh, we had the football team that went nine and two in the regular season, second in the SWAC East. Uh, we had the baseball team, of course, winning the SWAC tournament. And then we had our golf team, which uh, won the Charlie Sifford Cup, uh, finished second in the SWAC tournament, and third in the PGA Works Collegiate Championship. Um, so our men's sport team of the year with a whopping yeah. six. 69.8% of the votes. Here's Johnny. That's right. It goes to FAMU, FAMU baseball, FAMU baseball for uh, winning the uh, men's sports team of the year. So we say congratulations to uh to them. All right. Now the the one final award that uh, was sort of an open ballot to kind of see uh what you guys thought of. And and we call this our our 2023 Kofi Hemingway most spirited rattler recipient. And um we had I, you know, how how should I do this? Should I mention the top vote getters or mention just the various names? Because we had two names who, you know, we had probably I'd say about two dozen names, mm. which was which was great. I mean, there's a lot of people that uh um put names in here into the hat. And then of course we had a couple of names which <laughs> came up multiple times. Um so, what's uh? So, I, what do you think, guys? Should I just go with the with the two the two most names that appeared? Mm, yeah. yeah. All right. Um. So, it's funny we end up we end up with a tie in this category. Uh, one male, one female, uh, for this particular award, and so we will we will recognize the 2023 Kofi Hemingway most spirited rattler recipients for this year to uh Naila Clarington of course for cheerleading uh who also won the most memorable moment award and then uh FAMU baseball's Ty Jackson uh Ty Jackson who uh you know lead off hitter for the baseball team, uh, lots of energy. If you if you notice him, um, if you've ever you know seen him, um, so maybe that's what we do going forward. We maybe going forward we we nominate or we recognize one female and one male. Since is how this out worked out for year one. Maybe going forward we we kind of do it this way always. But uh, a lot of great nominations in the in the mix, and so we thank everybody for for putting names in the hat. A lot of great people uh, in here, some student athletes, some administrators, some uh, support, uh, booster support leaders. I, I I think it just encompasses what what the name of the award is. So uh, you guys have any, any thoughts or anything you want to add there? 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think this category most reflect the moniker family because so many people were nominated and mm-hmm. like you say, they were such a diverse group with, mm-hmm. you know, Lunaf supporters, athletes, administrators, DSO leaders. So um, that is Rattler Nation. Rattler Nation, we have all, we're all of that. And um, so um, just proud and thank, thanks for everybody who voted. Uh, I think for our first time, uh, this was fun, man. I really enjoyed it. And, I, and this is something we, we, we will build and grow bigger. Maybe we'll have some actual awards to give uh, in the future. Hey, don't don't sleep. We, we might have – we might be able to – besides a certificate, we might be able to actually – Give a little small plaque, you know. They they don't cost that much, you know. So well, definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, all right. Any uh any any last uh any anything you wanna anything that we still wanna <laughs> talk about or get to that we might have missed here? Um <laughs> ah, yes, yes, we 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 forgot about this one. Who gets the the belt award? Well, uh, do you have it? You have a name or a suggestion for that, uh, Kelvin? Who gets What's the, the criteria for the belt? I, I I mean, Kobe already. I mean, he beat it to death. We all know that name. We, we all know that <laughs> name. We all that, know that. As, name. as a matter of fact, that's where the belt birthed from. That name. It, so. It, it so, so he so he got to get the belt. He got to get the belt uh, in year one. Yes, yes. Kenya, Kenya is right. Yes. Hashtag blame Larry. Larry still gets the belt. Although here's a here's a late throw in here. How about how about this one? Uh Mm. <laughs> B Starks. That might be he's going in next season. B Starks. I'm just gonna let you know. They might be on the list for next year. I'm just saying. Hey, hey, Rattler Nation, they tell it like it is, man. They yeah. tell it like it is. But right now, though, uh, we gotta it it can it birth from one place. Hey, let me say this right now because B Star said it. Scotty, stop it. I knew he was gonna do it. <laughs> It uh it birthed from one place and that's now obviously you know I don't know how to I think we just gonna put that out I, I don't look I'm not sending the man an award you know I'm not sending him a bronze belt you know maybe we just have to you know what we have to do you know what we have to oh I just got to get a strike strike is striking oh, we have to, we, you know what we need to get we need to get one a belt buckle. A belt buckle. Oh, one of those WWE, <laughs> one of those WWE yeah. belts. And you know, like how they put the champions, like they put a little circle patch on the year, right? Yeah. Your face might have to go on it. If you get the belt, you might have to get uh you might have you might to get you might to get a sticker on the side of the belt with the year. Mm-hmm. And uh it just it may just have to go on like that. So when when you see us at the tailgate with uh with the belt. Over the shoulder, he's like, "What's that?" That's the who got the belt award. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, that's uh, so, yeah, we, we know that's who gets the belt for 22-23. And uh, we'll, we'll put everybody on notice. The clock, when the clock hits July 1, it's a new academic year for Florida A&M as well as a new financial year. So um, we will, what you know what we'll do? We'll actually, we'll hit reset. So everybody gets a new opportunity, administrators included. Administrators included. Appreciate you, Tamara T. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that that that's what's gonna happen. So uh, any other any other thoughts? Anything that we missed? What did we miss that we wanted to get in to talking about today? I know there was top ten polls that came out. Uh, I don't know if we want to talk about those just yet, or we want to save that for no. later on. No, let's not talk about the polls. But uh, do we want to talk about? HBC notes or administrative things at FAMU? Uh, whatever we can talk about in the next 10 minutes. Let's go. Fire away. All right. Well, we've got a new COO of the university, Donna Palm, coming back. Dr. Donna Palm. Um, I, I think this is a, a slam dunk. A great. Um, person to come in he can hit the ground running he's familiar with a lot but he's been away and done great things where he was in virginia and um and i think you know young, young younger i think that next generation I, I highly respect him so i'm looking forward to that and then um allison watson dr allison watson who's not been around as long um is the she was the interim now she's the uh, permanent provost uh don't know her personally that well but have heard some positive things so um as a team um congratulations to both and hopefully they'll be key parts into uh, helping FAMU take the next step um what else we got actually um Keith from Fangs Up brought up a good reminder that um, yeah, VPAD Sykes is going to have the town hall tomorrow evening. Yeah, I was just about to pull up the flyer here. Um, I got to send it to, I got to send it to myself and then download the flyer. Of course, dealing with all the other stuff, I didn't have that quite prepared. So go go to some, go to another short, uh, uh, another story, and then I'll uh, I'll come to that once I get all the right. graphic. I'm, I'm going to go to a HBCU one. Um, there you Tennessee, go. Tennessee State announcing that they're going to start hockey, hockey. a hockey mm-hmm. program. Yeah, when I first when, when when I first saw it, you know, I, I I didn't know you know how I would feel about that and what's behind it. But after they did their release and they kind of explained it's going to start off as a club level, then. Um, I was, you know, I, I was more supportive, and I could be the cheerleader behind a club level um, first because my concern is always with HBCU athletic departments. The revenue is already uh, at a deficit, and we don't fully fund the sports we have at a championship level. So to add a sport like hockey uh, could be a pretty expensive endeavor, and that means that it takes away some resources from the sports they already sponsor. And that's always a concern for me 
unless the NHL, I know they're in a town with uh, what the Predators mm-hmm. and so forth. Yes, unless the they, yeah, and, unless they're getting some kind of funding to fund it at the NCAA level that they don't currently have, then that, that would be my own concern. I, I love them being the first. I love the diversity of it. Um, and I and I want to root for it, but I don't want to root for it at the expense. Um, mm-hmm. There are other sports. And I'm interested to see how Nashville responds and supports that team. Because, you know, I kind of have a feeling, you know, and we'll see how Tennessee State students and, and alumni support that that sport but i think when you start a sport like that that's got to be a whole community thing and i i just want to see how the nashville community supports them mm-hmm. yeah i agree are, with that there... kelvin but and the other thing is and because I, I i didn't read a press release i mean i saw it. they've been talking about this for a couple of years i think they floated it out like two years ago i remember mm-hmm. something uh-huh. about it but once again you bring up our earlier discussion regarding moving up to fbs by the same token, even starting a sport like this, where it's not sponsored by any other HBCU conference, or if they move it to varsity level, or if it proceeds to the level of varsity, at the current spot that it's in, there's no other HBCU with hockey. I don't know if the OVC, the conference that they're participating, if they're big hockey, because a lot of the teams are in Tennessee, and I don't know to what degree their level of proliferation will happen there. So if they were to make it a varsity sport, what kind of travel costs you're looking at? I always heard, and I never, I read articles on hockey, you know, just through Sports Illustrated and things like that, when they have features, that hockey could be a pretty expensive sport to manage, at least at the, like the junior level and, and getting those. So there's all those other considerations, but I fully support Tennessee State doing that and being a pioneer. And the other thing, if I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, um, we looking at the state of Tennessee. I think uh, both two schools in Tennessee are pioneering a new sports in HBCUs. I think Fisk with gymnastics last year, correct, and then Tennessee State with hockey this year. And I know that there's been some resurrection of lacrosse on the East Coast in the Mid Atlantic uh, with um, with Morgan State, and I think a couple other teams. I think Delaware State has it. But you think about new sports that aren't that are not even beyond non-traditional. They're usually, you know, non-existent at HBCUs in terms of gymnastics and ice hockey. Mm-hmm. Now coming to HBCUs, both in Tennessee, both in Nashville. Yeah. You can, you can, add, Nashville. You can even add uh, wrestling with Morgan State uh, wrestling, I believe. Uh, is, now, Fammy's had a club-level wrestling team for years, but I don't know if we moved it up to varsity. No, it's still club-level. No, it's still club-level. Um you mentioned the Nashville connection, and I just I was looking up Vanderbilt University right there in Nashville. They have a club hockey program for their campus uh, for their mm. team, uh, which has been around a, uh, since 1976. And mm. you know, last year they played schools: Ole Miss, Southern Florida, Middle Tennessee State, Auburn, South Carolina. Boston College, Notre Dame, Kennesaw State, Alabama, UCF. So I, I don't know, you know, again, the, the confusing part, and this is even, we're so conditioned with NCAA. And then I think 
I'm somewhat familiar with NAIA, but and I'm familiar with NAIA because we cover NAIA uh, from the black college perspective. But if you, you know, you don't know, if you didn't know anything that the NAIA is an organization that, you know, functions similar in, in some degrees, I mean, it's an organization that, that, that has championships and, you know, it's a national organization. Um, the NCAA is not everything. And so there are other organizations out there. Like, I don't know what organization oversees the quote unquote frozen four, for example. And I think it's a challenge. It's a postseason tournament. Yeah. But see, even with like FAMU, FAMU's club wrestling program. And, um, you know, I would encourage everybody to follow them on Instagram. Um, cause I know that's where they have a lot of information. They, you know, there, there are major college programs that participate in the same organization that they're in. And so I don't, it just leads to a question of, you know, do you, do you get more funding being a part of the NCAA? Is it easier, harder to be from an administrative level to be in the NCAA? Like, why can't we have... There's, there's no funding that... Well, the funding from club level generally is two two things. Either they're a official student organization and they get some allocation from the SGA or the student um, and a lot of them have fees to participate where they pay to participate. Uh-huh. Sometimes some some of them have a, some of them have you know some outside sponsors who help out but you know there, there's there's no quote unquote auxiliary fundraising yeah they fundraising that goes right. on yeah right fundraising that goes on and i mean it's just i i don't know i, I i'd love to explore that topic another time and and so brian it, were you were you advocating, and I don't know if it's possible, I don't know all the NCAA bylaws, I don't know, I've read some of them, I mean, it could put you to sleep, but I've skimmed through some stuff. Are you advocating, like, having a sport, if it's possible? Sports it's not possible. NA- yeah, I didn't think so. But I was, I was yeah. wondering where you were going with that, like NAIA Wait, for hockey and then well, NCAA. No, I, the I was just mentioning, like, I don't know, like we mentioned as, as we brought up this this topic, I just don't know where – is this Tennessee state program playing? I mean, but they're playing at the club level. So, okay. But again, that's so innocuous to the point of, you don't know, how do you support them? Where do you support them? Where they, because again, they don't get the, they don't get the, the marketing and publicity that the athletic department provides. I mean, for example, and I, and I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm juxtaposing that with, Florida A&M wrestling. The athletic department says nothing, does nothing, has nothing to do with FAMU wrestling. Yeah, it's not. Right? A, it's not. But, a, it's not. A, yeah, it's not a part of the athletic department. Correct. But if that program built itself up to the point where they were the best club program in the nation, and had eight of the best wrestlers in the nation, I mean, wouldn't you want to support that? What you want well, to? Have, you well, know what I'm saying? It, it ain't about support, right? I, well, it depends what you mean by support. They have promotion. Me, they, they, I mean, of- 
are those man, meats in Gates of Gymnasium? So, like, where are those meats? If, if students so, want so, to so, Brian, this is the administrator that's going to come out of me right now. Okay. Uh-oh. We struggle enough trying to take care of the sports we are supposed to cover. We ain't got the resources to cover stuff that we ain't got nothing to do with. That's the reality. Okay. Uh, that's the reality. So be it. Okay. Student, acti- student activities or SGA or uh, the university communications office can assist those club levels with some of that stuff. But they 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 on their own. That's that's club. That's what club level is. Okay. All right. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, let me see if this graphic will pull up, Marcus. We talked about this uh, this event. Let me see if I can do this where we're not all kind of in the well, now, okay you, hey, hey Brian let me just say now if you would if you were to put the umbrella of the Rex under athletics which some schools do then there's a there's a path to do some of the things you suggest mm-hmm all right. Um, so the graphic doesn't really necessarily work the way I'd like to. Sorry that you're cut off there, Marcus. Um, <laughs> but, Good job. Good job. Yes. <laughs> so again, tomorrow, 7 p.m., AD Sykes is having that town hall meeting uh, over in Tampa. Um. On that flyer, and I, I know we'll we'll retweet it out. And I know uh, if any of you follow uh, uh, at uh, FQ uh, FAMU uh, or the Fangs Up podcast, I know uh, uh, Keith over there has retweeted this out. But this is the FAMU National Alumni Association Florida Region Athletic Town Hall. Um, it's going to be a virtual Zoom meeting, but I. I think it's live also. If I'm Keith, I know if he's still on there. Yeah, uh, I'd imagine. I hope so. I mean, because it's Mike the, uh, Reed. Information yeah, Mike, Mike Reed. Yeah, so this is going to be over in Tampa, if I'm not mistaken. So I don't know. Let's see. I'm just looking here. Obviously, so on the flyer, you've got the meeting ID, the passcode, things like that. I'm hope, hopeful that they – you know, have some good security protocols in place <laughs> for for this. Uh, but uh, this will be this will be interesting mm-hmm. to see um, to see what kind of topics are brought up, and hopefully, it'll be more than talk about parking. <laughs> yeah, I'm not with my bro. I said it. I said it. <laughs> be mad at me. I said it. I hope we're talking about more than parking. That's all I'm going to say. Um, so, yeah. Um, but uh, any at 7 o'clock Eastern, folks. 7 o'clock mm-hmm. Eastern. Any, anything else, you guys? Uh, anything we didn't add? Anything I forgot to add? No, I think we're good for today. All right. Um, all right. Thank, appreciate everybody. Oh, um, one thing. Oh, well, we, we did mention it earlier, uh, the drop of the LeBron cleats. I don't know if you have a picture of it, but folks may or may not have seen it on social media. Uh, no, I didn't get the. I didn't have the time to get the graphic of the tweet. I don't worry, but we'll 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 retweet it. 
Yeah, you know, I, I mean, look, we can't. I'm tired of promoting shoes that I can't get access to, that I can't wear, that you can't buy. I mean, look, great. Football players get to wear some orange and green cleats. Great. I'm just gonna be that guy. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. You know, I can't wear those shoes. You know, now if you come out with a pair of, you know, casual running shoes that look like that, I might rock a pair. But, but even with those, they'll be limited edition. Cost you 500 bucks and you'll never be able to get a pair. So, I mean, you know, it is what it is. I'm tired of the whole shoe thing, honestly. I'm just being a, I'm being that guy right now. I'm being, yeah, yeah, you, you're being grumpy. I am <laughs> on that other show, grumpy. Yeah, exactly. I'm being a, I'm being a, yeah, I'm being a grumpy old dude right now, nerd, whatever. I'm definitely being him right now. But yeah, so I mean, for the, for the, for the shoe fanatics, great, you know. And everybody, but I, I do agree with you. I, I like them, um, but I, I really oh, yeah. wish that they would have a way of doing the resales with the LeBron collection of family shoes, so that uh, you know you can you can take the uh, folks with all these what is it algorithms and bots who tap tap those uh the the, the the bidding process. Just can I go? Can I just order from Nike.com? You know what I'm saying? Well, you know, Michael says the latest drop was on the Nike app all day when they dropped. Great. Yeah. The, the, if you're referring to the green pair, the green pair. Was no, the black. The, the black, oh, black you can still buy. I, I got those I already. <laughs> I don't want those. I want the green pair. That's the kind I'm trying. That's the no. color I'm trying to get. See? Can't no, get them. No. Can't get them. Within five to ten minutes, most of the time, they, yeah. they're gone. See, I got I gotta go to a, I gotta go to a guy who has a bot in order to be able to go get those shoes. That means you know that's too much, man. You know. Anyway, yeah, let me stop before I show my show my age. Too late. All right. Too late. <laughs> that's it. Okay. Thank you guys for watching the show. Appreciate your participation uh with the inaugural ONG Awards, all your suggestions, your thoughts, comments, any other thoughts or comments that you have, you can send us an email at uh, on uh, YouTube, ongstrikezone at gmail.com. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and hit us up with a note. Uh, please make sure you hit the like and subscribe button on your way out the door, whether you're watching us on YouTube or Facebook. Download the Jericho Broadcast Network's app. On the Google Play and Apple App Store, just search my JBN or my BCSN is where you can find us. And all of our shows are on the BCSN Pod Zone, available everywhere you listen and download podcasts. That's going to do it for tonight's show. For Marcus, Kelvin, uh, thanks again to Stase Gordon for joining us. Give me my theme music before you get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> be rattler nation be smart be well be wise and uh until we do this again next wednesday we will see you again put those things up and make sure to strike strike and strike again. Strike harder than everybody. Come here, Larry. Come here, Larry. <laughs> That's right. Did not tell you.
Man, we got we gotta have that clip that clip this week, man. We gotta have that clip. We gotta, we gotta find that clip. Yeah. I, I think I know exactly where that clip is. So all right, that's gonna do it. Good night, everybody. Peace and love. Peace out.